Welcome to Wild Soul Gatherings. I'm Dr. Sandra Marie. I'll be your host for this episode of Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. Hello to all you wild souls out there. I want to send a special thanks to each of you for taking time out of your day to listen to our guests as we discuss the many aspects of spirituality. To stay updated on our latest episodes, please follow us, share with friends who may be interested, and if you feel so moved, a kind rating and review is always appreciated. The tradition of happy hour, cheers to some new insights, peace, revitalization, and perhaps an aha moment that may change your life. Thank you for joining us for part two of Keeping Your Spiritual Center to Maintain Your Sanity, an interview with medical intuitive and energy worker Mark Robinson. You can contact Mark at spiritwester at gmail.com. This episode tackles the concept of 100% service to others as well as 100% service to ourselves, judging, judgment, and owning other people's beliefs as well as self-judging, and finally coming to the conclusion that we are all lovable as unique individuals, and a little bit more. Enjoy. Welcome to Wild Soul Gatherings. I'm Dr. Sandra Marie, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. I am really excited. Today we have Mark Robinson, and I would like to welcome you back, Mark. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite. So one other thing that I do want to touch base on, and I think that this is pivotal, especially when I, uh, again, think of how I have taken a very crooked path back and forth to get to where I'm at now. And I'm sure that every once in a while, I'll still get off the path that I need to be on. But as you said, I can 100% say there is nothing in my life I wouldn't do again, because either in the moment, but most often retrospectively, I found very significant value in it. One of the things I want to talk about is being of service. So giving of yourself. One of the things that I missed in my early years was service to self. I have a saying that I heard Jim Self say, because it was a big, it was a big piece missing. And as I become more and more an observer of the world and an observer of people and in their lives, I think that there are people who are so dedicated to service of others with parents, parenting in their jobs and their volunteer work, really with the intention of wanting to make the shift in this difference, but they neglect themselves. Uh, Jim Self, he's a teacher that I work with. He always says it's 100% service to others and 100% service to yourself equally. Both are equal and important. I think that that's huge because we don't frequently hear about 100% service to ourselves because that may be perceived as selfish, perhaps an ulterior motive. And I think it's such an important component to healing yourself individually. We are spiritual beings here on a specific journey for our own soul as well as what we're experiencing on this earth plane. So one is just as important to the other. But I think historically, the service to self has been very, very, very neglected. What are your thoughts on that? I have lots. (laughs) Hope you have a lot of time. I do. It's interesting 
believe that in our culture and whatever our culture is rooted in, I don't want to start pointing fingers, uh, to be self-deprecating and of service to others is always held in high esteem and encouraged. But to serving yourself and creating your personal happiness has always been demonized, that you're being selfish and self-centered and narcissistic. And I think that's unfortunate. I think in order to be a healthy, well-rounded human, you need to take care of yourself first. Now, Sandra, I happen to know that you were a lifeguard in your younger days. Correct. What was the first rule of life-saving? Oh. What is it? Do you remember? I, 100%. You always save yourself and make sure you're safe before you save someone else. How could you be of service to somebody else when you're drowning yourself? In order to be of service to somebody else, you need to be in a place to serve. And what is that place? That place is through security, love, a, a, a knowing of, of who and what you are and what makes you happy. I always say that, you know, so many people look for other people to come into their lives to create happiness for them. And that's not the way it goes. Happiness comes from the inside out. Happiness is somebody you share with somebody, not something that you depend on somebody else to manufacture for you. And you need to make sure that all your wants and needs are being met first in order to share the outcome of that with others. Now, of course, life gives us lots of challenges that we need to make tough decisions. And sometimes we need to be in a place where we have to sacrifice a part of ourselves to help somebody else. Let's uh, use the example of an elderly parent, a child an adult child and their elderly parent. Well, you know, most people are too busy to sit home and be a nursemaid to somebody that they love in need. They have to make a decision. And that decision, if it comes from the heart, will be beneficial to both parties involved. However, when you're, when you're challenged by something, like uh, having to take care of an elderly parent, it's really going to impinge on your your daily life and in many ways so you have to make a decision of sacrificing a part of what makes you happy and offering that to somebody that's going to facilitate their happiness I find if I can make a decision like that through my heart, I'm 100% okay with it. If I choose to do something that isn't necessarily in my best interest, but it's going to profit somebody else, if I'm doing that for a place of love, it's a win-win on both sides, just like you said earlier, because I get love back for that decision. If you if you can't do something in a loving way or you're, or you're doing it begrudgingly, you're not helping anybody. You're not happy and the other person knows it you're not happy. That's a lose-lose situation. I think it's really important to take care of yourself first, no matter what people or the world may pass judgment on you for doing so. Because really, nobody should be judging you anyway. I, I've been working, you know, I've been working on judging for decades, but of more recent time, I've just really come to realize, you know, everything is so simple. The issues with judging are someone else's thoughts and belief system. They're not yours. So why was I so quick to own 
all of that. That's their stuff. It's their yeah. beliefs. It's not and my so beliefs, but yet I let that, you know, I let that affect me in a lot of years of, of my life. Once I figured that out, I thought, wow, that's really so, so simple. All that, all that angst and hurt feelings and anger or whatever, or trying to please was just such a waste of time. But there, you know, there was value in the experience and coming to the aha that all these thoughts and these things that people are projecting are something someone else owns it's not something you own so it's really for them to figure out not for you to figure out so at the end when you said that clearly the airline attendants are the ones who have it all right right when the oxygen mass drops put it on yourself first then help the person next to you absolutely it's it's, it's wonderful to be of service i feel like i've personally I've, I've lived a life of service you know it's not always tangible how that's happening but it's amazing how many people have have come back to me and thanked me for gifting them with something that I didn't know that I did. I want everybody out there who's listening to this podcast to number one, recognize their own personal power and to revel in that because it's absolutely beautiful and wonderful. But I also want them to realize that in doing so, that they are positively affecting everybody and everything around them. You know, that old proverbial walking down the street, smile at the person walking towards you because you don't know what may be going through their day and how valuable that smile may be to them. Small acts of kindness go a long way and usually fall in places where they're really needed. (laughs) You know me, I'm not the most spiritual of people behind the wheel of a car or working with service people. I kind of lose it. But it's a challenge for me to be that loving soul that I know that I am, thank people for the service they give me, show my gratitude and appreciation. And if somebody is cutting me off on the road or giving me the finger, I try and pull back and send them love and say they're probably having a bad day. Or there could be 101 explanations for their behavior that I have no idea what it is, but it doesn't matter. They just need to be loved in that moment. And I try and be that point of love and do that. Again, as you know, every day is a challenge and not always successful, but isn't it nice to have that goal when you wake up in the morning? Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the other points that you brought up that is hugely important, everyone's out there and they're like, wow, it would how awesome that Mark can be this person and he's so evolved, but that's not me. Like, I, I don't know all these things or I don't feel that or I'm not evolved. Whatever self-talk that they're, they're providing themselves that sort of shuts them down, I think that it is of huge service that you shared that you frequently fail at that that you're human and you have feelings and you live your life and you you do a lot to raise the vibration of the planet but at the same time you still have these other experiences and you start over again and you just do it again so the message I'm putting out there is don't be hard on yourself it's all of us there is no perfect person out there otherwise we wouldn't be human. That's right. In every moment, we are doing the best that we can with who we are in that moment. And not to be judged, because there is no, there's no scale to judge it on. It's not one to 10, zero, you didn't do it, 10, congratulations, you succeeded. That doesn't exist. Well, I, I agree. And, and that's, you know, another good point you bring up when you bring up the judging is we're our own worst critics. When we talk about 100% self-care, it's working on, you know, letting go of all of that, because it doesn't 
doesn't provide a positive value. As we're hoping for transformation on the earth, we're not hoping, we're waiting for it because we know it's going to happen. You know, I keep thinking how we could gift current and future generations so they don't fall into the trials and tribulations and sand pits that we did. I had a, a challenging uh, adolescent. My teenage years were, were difficult. and you're, I was truly my own worst enemy. I don't think anybody was harder on me than I was on myself. Uh, in my mid-20s, I had the experience of working with a psychologist. And it was the first person that sat across from me in a room and looked at me and said, you're okay. You're lovable. And I never got that message growing up. And I just wonder who I could have been or how fast I would have evolved if I would have had that input at age three, four, six, or seven. If we taught our children that they are lovable and that they are precious and they are good. Um, I hate to use the word good, but you get that. And that they need to celebrate themselves. You know, it just, I think that would make such a difference in, in how a soul would go through the rest of their lives knowing that they were ultimately lovable and perfect in every way. Thank you for sharing that. I think that when you shared that the, this generation coming up, that the younger generation out there, I think that we're already starting to see those shifts and those beliefs and how they do things. And they're not backing off and they're not listening to yeah. the judgments of their parents or their grandparents or society. They have a belief on how to do it. It's different. And they're all about going down that path. When you said that, I'm like, I feel like we're already seeing a big difference. If you're in your, you know, 70s, 60s, 50s, probably even 40s, when you're talking to, you know, the teens, the 20 year olds, the 30 year olds, they look at the world very, very differently. They look at their lives very differently. They don't feel like they were put on the earth to be workaholics. And it creates a lot of conflicts in the work environment. You always hear comments and judgments about it. Yeah. I've had a friend who said something, she was concerned about her daughter. And I said, this is what I'm going to tell you. I think that they have it right. And we all had it wrong. I feel very strongly about that. I remember recently sitting on a, a bench with you at the beach watching a sunset, and you were telling me that you read somewhere that souls were incarnating onto the earth plane with a much different vibration and information than, let's say, our generation had when they were born. And you were saying that they even physically looked different, that the children being born today seem to have much larger eyes, and they always have seem to have a good disposition with a, a big smile on their face. I'm hoping that that, I'm, actually it's beyond hope. I think you were spot on when you made that observation. I think now that the human race is evolving, I think our DNA is evolving, and I think more of our brain power is being utilized by younger people and the new souls that are being born today, that they're going to have a much different set of tools in their toolbox that are really going to accelerate the evolution on, on the earth plane. I do believe that they're not going to buy into all the brainwashing and rhetoric that society tries to mold children into. That they're going to have this absolute innate knowing of their divine nature and their, their loving souls and how to come together as a community on the planet to really create, again, this uh, golden age that's prophesied for the next 20,000 years on the earth plane. As we're going to wind this up a little bit, I love everything that you 
have shared. I find it very meaningful, and I think that it'll give people, regardless where they're at on their journey or if they're just sort of curious about even what all of this means, pause to reflect and thought. And what a shift from what we started with, right? So we started with the intense... Oh, I know. I was thinking that too. (laughs) ...doom and gloom of the world. From survivors. Yeah, from survivors' guilt and all of this. And now we're on to the golden age has arrived and we get to be part of the transition. Yeah, it's really a bumpy ride and it's super uncomfortable. How would you tie that together, right? There's a lot of people with a lot of angst out there going through a a lot of things. We know that there's going to be a good outcome, but that's not where they're at now. What would you share with them? Be in the flow. Be in the moment. That's where your power is. And just let one moment flow into the next and know that at the end of the ride, you're going to be on some beautiful sunny beach enjoying paradise. You know, don't take things too seriously. One of the gifts of aging and knowing that you'll probably pass out of your body sooner than later is suddenly you have this wisdom that everything that you worked so hard for or struggled with doesn't matter. In the end, nothing matters except love and loving. So yes, it's a wonderful ride. It can be really entertaining. But don't get stuck in any one place because there's lots of places to visit. So just stay in the flow and be happy. Well, that is a great way to end the show. And I really want to thank you for returning. You have been a great friend of Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. For all our listeners out there, you can contact us at wildsoulsgathering.com. Let us know what you're thinking and what you would like to hear. And remember, embrace your wild soul, regardless what's going on in your life. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Sandra. It's a wonderful thing you're doing. We all appreciate it. Until next time, live in love. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us for this episode of Wild Souls Gathering's Happy Hour for the Spiritually Curious. To find out more about our guests, how to contact them, or detail on this episode, please see our show notes. You can also visit us at our website, wildsoulsgathering.com. We would love to hear from our visitors what you thought of this show, what you would like to see and hear in the future, questions you may have. Go to podinbox.com slash happy hour for the spiritually curious. You can leave either a voice or a traditional message for us. This is your host, Dr. Sandra Marie, sending each of you peace and love. Until we meet again, embrace your wild soul.